0: Oh, happy day. It's a note takers podcast day. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us and I hope that you've had the opportunity to catch the previous podcast which have been filled with true life stories that have been brought to life by the Holy Spirit. These stories have been about those who have decided to take note of what the Holy Spirit is saying, apply it to their lives and allow him to take them to a place of freedom. Now, are you ready? Because we're about to start another episode. So let's get started. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or happy midnight. Whatever time of the day that you are in right now is the best time to listen to a Notetakers podcast episode. Because right now is when the Holy Spirit can speak to you. So why not share this podcast with a friend of yours so they too can hear what the Holy Spirit desires to say unto them. Tell them to follow us on social media by looking up the handle at Notetakers619 and then ask him what they thought about it. And then, and then maybe share with them what God spoke to you about. Well you can offer to pray for them and then well there really is no more and then, then okay well just share with them the no takers podcast and then well and then you can do what i said ask them what they thought about it and share with them what god may have shown you and then oh yeah i offer to pray for them too and then <laughs> no nothing else just just start with the, the sharing the podcast and ask them what they thought about it and then share what god may have shown you and offer to pray for them that's it and then and then no more and then that's it and then no more and then, and then? no more and then and then no more and then no and then, and then? no more and then? <laughs> no nothing else just ah so much better well here we are guys episode 0.8 You know, and I'm glad you joined me today, and excuse me for that little altercation a moment ago. It just seems that I got a little frustrated. (laughs) And of course, that was a joke, but more importantly, can you imagine if God lost His patience with us like that? How many times has the Holy Spirit spoken things to you, and then you're like, and then? (laughs) It's the simplicity of the gospel that usually trips us up. And sometimes it's really too easy, and we too easily get off track from what we need to maintain our focus on. Mary, sitting at the feet of Jesus, had her focus on Jesus. And Martha, for a moment, got distracted and turned her attention towards her situation, allowing her emotions to get the best of her. And Jesus, hearing and seeing this, redirected her to where her focus and attention needed to be. You know, we're winding down the best worst episodes with literally one more episode left of these foundational episodes. And being a note taker requires you to be in the constant practice of making sure your focus is where it needs to be. In 2 Kings chapter 6, the king of Aram was at war with Israel. Every time he would make a plan, Elisha would be told by God what it was and in turn, tell the king of Israel what was going to happen, therefore allowing Israel to protect itself. The king of Aram got super upset to hear that there was a traitor among his camp and was seeking to find the guy who was leaking the secrets out of how they would attack. But one of his servants revealed to him that it wasn't from his own army. It was actually Elisha who was informing the king of Israel. So the king of Aram sent out his soldiers to go and locate where he was so that they could capture Elisha. The soldiers came back with reports that Elisha was in a city called Dothan. So, one night, the king of Aram set out a large army with many chariots and horses to surround where Elisha was. Elisha's servant, upon awakening the next morning, went outside and noticed a large army surrounding them all around. And he ran back inside, crying to Elisha, saying, Oh, sir, what do we do now? And Elisha told him, Don't be afraid, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Now, picking it up here in verse 17 it says this, Then Elisha prayed for his servant, saying, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. As the Aramarian army advanced toward him, Elisha prayed, O Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Then Elisha, went out and told them, "'You have come the wrong way. "'This isn't the right city. "'Follow me, and I will take you to the man you are looking for.' "'And he led them to the city of Samaria. "'As soon as they entered Samaria, Elisha prayed, "'O Lord, now open their eyes and let them see.' "'So the Lord opened their eyes, "'and they discovered that they were in the middle of Samaria. "'When the king of Israel saw them, he shouted to Elisha, "'My father, should I kill them? "'Should I kill them?' "'Of course not,' Elisha replied. "'Do we kill prisoners of war?' Give them food and drink, and send them home again to their master. So the king made a great feast for them, and then sent them home to their master. After that, the Aramean raiders stayed away from the land of Israel. Now, Elisha's servant has been with him for some time and has had the ability to see some amazing things. Now, it's unknown whether this servant was also with Elijah, but just with Elisha alone, there are some pretty extravagant things that happen. Just read the first five chapters of 2 Kings and you'll see. The reality is, though, as much as we can be in the middle of our ministry or miraculous things going on, it's possible that we can wake up the next morning and be struck with fear or whatever would cause us to cry out and say, what will we do now? Learning to be a note-taker relies on grasping how to be the Mary in the world of a Martha. One thing I liked about Martha, though she was visibly upset, was that she went to Jesus. In this story, Elisha's servant went to Elisha. They didn't go and cry out to this person and that person. They went straight to the person who should have the answer and who could actually do something about it. What are you doing when you are faced with a problem? The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Who are you running to? Who are you crying out to? Are you crying out to people who agree with you or people who can hear from the Father? Will you be open to receive as Martha and Elisha's servant did? You know, it's interesting to see how in today's church culture, many would be hurt and leave the church bashing the pastor and the people of the church on their way out because they got, in a healthy and right way, rebuked. There are even people who would be heartbroken because they were told that they needed some deliverance from themselves in order to see what was really going on. If you're desiring to be a note-taker, be ready for the Lord to touch upon you in some areas that will hurt. Well, God only does good things. He wouldn't rebuke me. He wouldn't? When you get to heaven, I'd like to see how that conversation would go down with Peter or Moses or Adam or Noah or Abraham, and the list can go on. But all these great people whom we look up to had to face some part of something that caused them to receive some sort of rebuke, which resulted in something good, not only for themselves, but for others who were destined and promised to follow in their footsteps. Taking note of what the Holy Spirit says is important. Jesus says in John chapter 15, verse 2, that every branch that bears fruit, he, God, prunes. That it may bear more fruit. So, you could be doing everything right, and yet there is still some pruning, some cutting of way of things that needs to be done in order for you to bear fruit and much more fruit. So, hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Take note of it. He will show you things concerning others, but more importantly, He will show you things about you because God is interested in you. Why would He talk to you about someone else when He can talk directly to them? I know there are words of knowledge and prophesying and exhortations and other stuff like that that can be done. But we, those who say, quote, I hear the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of a stranger I will not follow, tend to run to the next guest speaker looking to hear what God would say to us. But the bottom line, should our heart have the posture of Mary, understanding that one thing is needed, we will hear directly from God. And when we do, because of the posture of our heart, these things will not be taken away from us and so from here we see after Elisha had prayed for his servant that his servant's eyes were open and he got to see what Elisha saw beyond that Elisha being a mentor to this young man pretty much said watch watch how I do this this right here reminds me of a scripture many of us are well versed on that is found in Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 to 30 When I was in Rhythm in 20, this scripture was read out of the message translation and it blew my mind away as it set the tone for our hearts to assume the posture that Mary had. And Here's what it says. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, Jesus says. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-feeding on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. One of the definitions of the term religion is an organized system of beliefs, ceremonies, and rules used to worship a god or a group of gods. Many of us have these organized systems of beliefs and rules when it comes to our perception of how God sees us, hears from us, or responds to us. But God doesn't care what your rules are. He doesn't care if you messed up and are waiting to feel better before you can ask Him for your healing. He is not waiting for you to call out to Him. The fact is, He already reached out to you. And though you stand afar off, or close, but not too close, He's still inviting you by saying, Come to me. Get away with me. I'll show you. Walk with me. Work with me. And you'll learn to live freely. As Elisha prayed for God to blind the army that came to capture him, he spoke to them, which, if you think about it, had to be the greatest prank ever pulled off. Elisha's like, yeah, I know where you'll find the guy you're looking for, and literally led them around. This great army, as you can imagine, being paraded around as they went to, quote, the right place to find the guy that was right before their eyes. Give me a break. What did Jesus do? (laughs) Well, Paul writes in Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, how he, Jesus, canceled the record of the charges against you and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authority. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. The Amplified says it this way, When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, those supernatural forces of evil operating against us, he made a public example of them, exhibiting them as captives in his triumphal procession, having triumphed over them through the cross. So like Elisha, who made this procession and in a ways pulled off the greatest prank, Jesus went further for us. He disarmed the supernatural forces of evil operating against us, making a public example of them, shaming them by his victory over them on the cross. Elisha had a grasp on something. He had to have his own experiences with the Lord. He could not rely on his mentor Elijah. He had to operate by what he had experienced, taking note of each and every time A miracle happened. Taking note of each time supernatural provision was provided. Taking note of each time protection was granted. Elisha had experiences for things he encountered and when he was faced with something he never experienced he didn't cry out to God and say only if Elijah were here then this situation wouldn't be as it is. No, no. He knew the God whom he served. He knew the voice who spoke to him because he had the posture of Mary in the midst of his Martha-esque world. And when he encountered these situations, what he knew was never, ever to be taken away from him. And right now, I'm not not trying to say I'm I'm flowing the prophetic here, but let me encourage you guys. There are things in your life that God wants to do. And when you allow him to do those things, these things will be so great and so grand, they will be literally etched in your heart the rest of your life. These are the kinds of things that can happen to a note-taker, which causes them to never look back or never desire to go back to their past. Glory to God. Alright, so uh, let's look at this. Mark chapter 4. Jesus speaks of the parable of the seeds. He says, Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil and underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants so they produced no grain. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted, grew, and produced a crop that was thirty, sixty, and even a 100 times as much as had been planted. Then he said, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. After Jesus spoke this to the crowd, he stepped away and went with the disciples. The disciples came to him and stated how they didn't understand what he was talking about. So Jesus, in verse 14, begins to explain it by saying, The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of thirty, sixty, or even a 100 times as much as had been planted. In verse 18 and 19, Jesus said that the seed that fell among the thorns Represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life The lure of wealth and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced This passage reminds me of how Martha was kind of struggling The message got crowded out by the worries of life and her desire for other things Those things perhaps were creating the best atmosphere and setting for Jesus to be in. However, he didn't need that this passage also reminds me of myself. I allowed the message of how much God loved me to get crowded out because of my desire for other things. These things being approval by others and trying to be someone else. But God didn't need that. He wanted me to be me and Him, receiving and accepting what I needed from Him. Note takers, take note. What's crowding the Word of God in your life? What's crowding out the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit? Is it school, a relationship, insecurities, lack of hope, lack of believing that there is a future and a hope for you? The Holy Spirit, I trust, is revealing it to you right now. Take note and begin to hear from Him what you need to do next. Ask Him to help you to have good soil so that you can accept and receive what God's Word says so that you can grow and be fruitful. Apply what He says to you and allow Him to bring you into that place of freedom father thank you so much for the opportunity just to hear your voice right now we thank you father that as we go throughout this day that we have the ability to hear all that you desire to say to us all that you desire to show to us like Elisha who prayed over his servants to so that his eyes would be open to see what he sees father I pray that these who are listening would have their eyes open to see that there are more of us than more of them father I thank you for that right now and I thank you Lord God that you are causing your word to come into our life to not only to bring joy and life uh, and health but father God you're causing it to prune our life so that we could not only bear just fruit but bear much fruit father so we thank you for that I thank you Lord God as they go about their day that they're constantly reminding themselves that they can hear and father that you're revealing yourself to them in a more real way father that they can take note of what the Holy Spirit is saying apply it to the life and allow you to bring him into a place of freedom in the name of jesus amen wow no takers what an episode it just keeps getting better i'm blessed you're blessed and everyone around us should be blessed we're representing christ the anointed one the one who had conquered sin hell and the grave and who now lives in us so that we too can be his ambassadors called chosen and appointed by him to do even greater works in his name he loves us with a greater love that is more than you can ever imagine. And he keeps his promise to us that we'll never, ever be alone. So don't be alone when you listen to this podcast. <laughs> turn it on with your kids in the car. Turn it on with your spouse in the car. And turn it on even when your car breaks down. <laughs> I'm sure that by the time you finish a podcast episode, either the tow truck will show up or your faith will be taken to another level. And you'll just pray that your car will start and it will. Yes. Yes. I believe in miracles. It's happened to me, so I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Well, uh, I'm so glad and uh, thankful again, guys, for you joining us today and taking the time to listen. Again, I encourage you, don't keep this podcast and uh, what you've gotten from it to yourself. Share what God is revealing to your family and to your friends. And take some time to consider even supporting us. And you can do this by sharing our podcast or even commenting on our social media posts or even by giving some money to support the ministry of No takers And so, uh, if you desire to do that, you could definitely do that. And you can go to our GoFundMe account, which is located at www.gofundme.com forward slash If you do that today and you can make a donation. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Well, it's time to say goodbye, but I promise it won't be for long. On our next episode, we'll be capturing some of the greatest notetaker moments we've had so far and speak out what is next to come on this Notetakers podcast journey. So, as you go about your day, working at work, caring for your children, or laying in bed thinking of how the bills are going to be paid, take note of what the Holy Spirit is saying. Apply it to your life and allow Him to bring you to that place of freedom. Love you all, and I look forward to being with you next time on The No Takers Podcast.